Hi, Becco here today with Dr. Siobhan Haney, who is a board-certified radiation oncologist at Hope Veterinary Specialist. And today she's going to be speaking to us about SRT, stereotactic radiation therapy, versus traditional radiation therapy. So Dr. Haney, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Justine. I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for doing this podcast for us. You're very welcome. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you even got into radiation oncology. Sure. Well, I originally got into radiation oncology back when I was applying for residencies, obviously, and I got accepted to a residency at Tufts University. And at that point, I thought that I really wanted to do both medical oncology and radiation oncology. So I was pretty certain that I wanted to do a radiation oncology residency and then follow that immediately with a medical oncology residency. But I was so happy doing radiation that I decided to just end it there and just be a radiation oncologist. So I've been very fortunate to, after my residency at Tufts, move on and work at uh, two to three different specialty hospitals in the past 10 years and have gotten a, quite a breadth of experience and learned a lot, especially from you know, other colleagues and medical oncologists and radiation oncologists alike. So I feel very blessed to be in the position that I'm in today. And so um, if you don't mind just telling us a little bit about yourself, I understand that you practice at two um, very large specialty practices in the Pennsylvania area. I do. I do. So I'm very lucky um, in that I spend probably about 75% of my time at Hope Vet Specialist, which is in Malvern, Pennsylvania. And Hope Vet Specialist, we have a CyberKnife accelerator, linear accelerator, which is a form of stereotactic radiation. And we're also in the process of installing a more traditional linear accelerator, which I will certainly go through the differences between the two machines later. And then I also practice at the Veterinary Specialty and Emergency Center, which is about uh, 25 miles east of this practice. And we have a traditional linear accelerator at that practice as well. So I'm very fortunate to have you know, two great groups of colleagues and specialists and really great referral base of doctors that I work very closely with. Now, I have to say, you know, once you become specialized, you become so subspecialized. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, my focus is just emergency, just critical care, just toxicology. Mm-hmm. And I honestly didn't know anything about traditional radiation oncology or stereotactic radiation therapy or SRT until my own dog was diagnosed with a brain tumor and I had to make the decision about doing SRT. So I was wondering if you could just give us first of all, the basics of what's the difference between just traditional radiation therapy and CyberKnife or SRT? Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to explain that. So main difference is in how the radiation is actually administered. So at the end of the day, it's basically all the same stuff. Radiation is radiation is radiation. The big difference is in how we actually give that radiation therapy. So general, conventional, traditional radiation therapy, they're all kind of terms for the same form of radiation. So conventional radiation therapy is more generalized in the sense that we aren't being quite as specific and targeted as we would be with stereotactic radiation therapy. So general or standard radiation therapy is broken up into many small treatments that are given very slowly, usually over a month or six weeks approximately. And many times we'll give the treatments on a daily basis or even on a weekly basis. But we spread the treatments out and we give them very slowly over a month. 
And because those treatments are not as targeted and the radiation is not as specific, there's a much higher quantity of normal tissue included in a radiation field. So our mantra in radiation therapy is that we try to limit as much normal tissue as we can, and we basically treat to the normal tissue tolerance, whatever surrounding a tumor. So that ultimately limits how much radiation I can give, and that's the whole reason why with conventional or traditional radiation therapy, we give the radiation very slowly over about a month's period of time. And so this type of radiation therapy is ideal for if there is microscopic disease. So let's just say there's a scar from a skin tumor or a mast cell tumor or perhaps an incompletely excised anal sac tumor where we are left with microscopic disease. And so we need to, out of necessity, make our radiation field a little bit more broad and kind of general in terms of where we're focusing our beam of radiation. So that's kind of the, the short explanation of conventional radiation therapy and how that works. And that, again, the main difference between conventional radiation and stereotactic radiation therapy is how the radiation is given. So what I practice on is called a cyberknife. And a cyberknife is a form of stereotactic radiation therapy. And basically with this type of radiation therapy, we are very, very targeted and accurate in our delivery of radiation therapy. So this type of radiation is best for bulky or quote unquote targetable disease. And so when we're prepping an animal for radiation, we do a CT scan, we have to be able to visualize a target on the CT scan in order to accurately deliver a course of radiation therapy to that target. And so that, again, is the ideal setting for stereotactic radiation is that you have something visible, something that you can actually see on a CT scan, and something that you can target with your beams of radiation therapy. And because of that targeted accuracy, we're able to deliver a course of radiation therapy um, much more quickly. So we give much higher doses of radiation on a much more rapid basis. So sometimes we'll do treatments on consecutive days. Sometimes we'll do them, we'll break up the treatments up a little bit and maybe give them on non-consecutive days. But almost always we are finished with a stereotactic protocol in a, a one week or less time period. Sometimes it takes one single treatment of stereotactic radiation in order to deliver our required dose of radiation. So that's kind of the difference between the two is that one is much more targeted and accurate and we can give it much more quickly, but that's not always the ideal scenario, especially if you're dealing with microscopic disease or incompletely excised tumors where you need to make your field of radiation a little bit bigger. So what type of tumors would you specifically recommend for SRT as compared to traditional uh, radiation? With stereotactic radiation, the most common tumors that I treat are nasal tumors, so nasal carcinoma and sarcoma, sometimes lymphoma in cats. Also, brain tumors is another very common tumor that I treat, which unfortunately your dog had to deal with. But um, you know, that's, that's definitely one of the most common tumors that we'll treat with stereotactic radiation. Um, other very common tumors that we'll treat with stereotactic are osteosarcoma, and we've been seeing fantastic responses with osteosarcoma, definitely much more significant responses and much more lengthy responses than we've been used to achieving with standard radiation therapy. Other common tumors that I treat are prostate tumors, bulky anal sac tumors, possibly with metastatic disease. So if there's a visible one to two visible lymph nodes inside the abdomen that we can target, we'll also treat those. 
We will also treat bladder, transitional cell carcinoma, uh, urethral carcinoma. So there's a wide variety of tumors that we treat, but far and away the most the, the two most common tumors that we'll treat are brain tumors and nasal tumors. We have treated a liver tumor, which was really great because liver tumors is something that we've never been able to treat before with radiation because of the fear of normal tissue toxicity and including too much normal tissue in our radiation field, which limited us with conventional radiation. So the case that we've treated, we've seen a fantastic response. The tumor is uh, about 80% smaller than when we originally measured it. So we've seen a really great response. Now we compare stereotactic radiation with conventional radiation, and we can still treat bulky cancer with conventional radiation. Again, the big difference comes in just having to give the doses very slowly on a daily basis and spread the treatment out over about a one-month time period. So we still can treat nasal tumors or brain tumors or anal sac tumors with conventional radiation therapy. That's, it's not just limited to stereotactic. The main difference is in, again, how long that protocol is given or how long that the radiation treatment is administered over. And then also, almost as important, is the level of side effects that we'll see either with stereotactic radiation or conventional. Now, with stereotactic radiation, we will see very, very few to no side effects associated with radiation because it's such a targeted source of radiation and such an accurate delivery as compared with conventional radiation where it's a much kind of broader or more general delivery in the region of the tumor. So we will have normal tissue side effects associated with that. So it really just depends on the area of the body where you're delivering radiation. So for example, in the nose, if you had a nasal tumor and you were using conventional radiation, because uh, the large amounts of normal tissue included in the field, you would see oral mucositis or redness, erythema inside the mouth inflammation of the skin, and you may even see moist desquamation, especially near the corners of the eyes. If the eyes need to be included in the radiation field, you can see uh, decreased tear production, sometimes cataract formation. Sometimes in you know more severe cases, you'll see something like corneal ulcers. And then in the brain, you can see inflammation as a nervous tissue wherever the tumor is located within the brain. So the important thing to know is that these side effects are all manageable, and just with a little bit of time and supportive care, often they will resolve on their own within about two weeks. So the side effects are manageable, and I always really try to impress on whoever I'm speaking with, whether it's a client or a veterinarian, that try not to let the fear of side effects scare you away from radiation because there's so many good beneficial effects of the radiation therapy. So to answer your original question about what are the types tumors that I would treat with conventional radiation therapy. It, mostly it can be bulky disease, but I, I, as of right now, one of the majority or one of the main ways that I treat with conventional radiation is with scars. Um, so incompletely excited tumors or skin tumors. But again, bulky disease is definitely very treatable, such as bladder cancer, nasal tumors, brain tumors. And there are advances been made in conventional radiation therapy using things like multi-leaf coordinators and IMRT or intensity modulated radiation therapy, which is basically just a fancy way of saying that you're making the radiation more conformal, so more conformed to the tumor and you're trying to exclude an increased amount of normal tissue. So you're basically giving yourself less side effects. 
or giving your patient less side effects. And so there definitely have been some studies out there where we've evaluated intensity modulated radiation therapy and have proven that we can have very, very good effects on the tumor. We can decrease the normal tissue toxicity and still increase the survival times of patients beyond what we had originally thought or expected. Now, is there a big cost difference between the two types of radiation therapy? There is. There definitely is. So because there's more bells and whistles involved with stereotactic radiation, often that's more expensive. It requires more staff time. The treatments are longer, so longer under anesthesia for a patient. But that being said, the actual treatment protocol time is much shorter. Usually it's a week or less. Ballpark for this area of the country, conventional radiation therapy is probably going to cost anywhere from probably the lowest end of a protocol would be approximately $2,500 towards the higher end of the radiation protocols would be probably around $6,500 to $7,000, whereas for stereotactic radiation, we're probably talking about anywhere from eight to $12,000. So there, there definitely is a difference between the two in terms of cost, but there are, you know, benefits and positive factors with one versus the other that may make one application of radiation over another more palatable. I know for me as a criticalist, it was hard to even think about having my dog anesthetized, even if it was just short, you know, episodes with propofol Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday for a whole month. And so for me, that was a little bit harder to take versus, you know, four sessions of SRT. and that's what I experienced also. It was definitely more expensive with SRT. But um, what about prognosis? What are they noticing in terms of, you know, osteo versus a brain tumor on traditional radiation therapy versus brain tumors? Are they noticing a bigger or longer success rate with the two different types? We are. Yeah, we are starting to notice some differences. And it's really great that the more people more radiation oncologists that have access to SRT and we can really get some studies out there and get some numbers out there and kind of show what our experiences are, the more we're learning about this. And yes, SRT has some huge benefits over conventional radiation, but we're also finding that with some types of tumors that conventional radiation therapy, a fractionated protocol where you give small doses on a daily basis for up to a month, that might actually be superior for some tumor types. So for example, we've seen some differences. I think the, the biggest difference that I've noted is with osteosarcoma. So with previous treatment modalities with conventional radiation, what I would do is I would treat dogs once a week for four weeks, so four total treatments. And typically, the average time that I would see dogs respond positively for, meaning have a decrease in their pain, a better ability to walk, more energy level, would be somewhere on average from about two to four months. So it was relatively short with a median survival time of maybe five to six months, somewhere in that ballpark. With stereotactic radiation therapy, we've seen almost a, a doubling in that time. So we treat with one single treatment and we give dogs a very large dose of radiation. And the goal is to kill all the cancer cells in that bone tumor, wherever it may be whether it's in a leg or the skull or wherever, but we have seen such a significant increase in the amount of time a dog is able to be comfortable and able to live. And we believe that on average, dogs are able to live somewhere in the range of about nine to 14 months 
which is approximately equivalent to the survival times that we would give if a dog had an amputation and then followed that amputation with chemotherapy, which is considered the gold standard in vet medicine. But we, you know, I personally think that treatment with SRT is is really gonna change the way that we kind of think about this tumor and the way that we've treated it. And it may not be the standard of care to just automatically recommend doing an amputation anymore. You know, it's important to know that there are other options besides that. So osteosarcoma is probably the biggest one that I've noticed a difference on with SRT being superior. Um, in terms of other tumors where conventional radiation therapy may be superior, um, I, I still believe, and the data supports this, that conventional RT is superior in terms of uh, treating scars, so an incompletely excised sarcoma or mast cell tumor, incompletely excised anal sac tumors, you know, radiation therapy, conventional radiation therapy is, I think, probably still considered to be superior in that modality. And other tumors that we haven't done head-to-head -head studies yet, and we haven't really done a ton of comparisons, but there are some really promising data in regards to bladder tumors and conventional radiation therapy and making some modifications such as intensity modulated radiation therapy, which is still a form of conventional radiation therapy, but making small changes like that, we've really seen a very, very positive change in terms of survival time where we may not be able to see that same survival time with stereotactic radiation. So bladder tumors and, and urogenital tumors may be another tumor that is still best treated with conventional radiation therapy. There are some studies that have, have come out already on stereotactic radiation therapy, such as with brain tumors and nasal tumors, that they've proven that there are approximately equivalent survival times compared to if you did a conventional protocol versus a stereotactic protocol. The main difference lies in the amount of side effects that we see, the severity of side effects, the number of times a dog needs to go under anesthesia, et cetera. So there, again, are definite pros to treating with a stereotactic protocol in some cases, but in other cancers, there may not be. Great information. Thank you so much. I have to say, I really had no knowledge about radiation therapy until, you know, I underwent the whole experience with my dog. Do you have any advice for veterinarians when it comes to either referring cases or talking to pet owner about cases? I know one mistake that I experienced with my own dog was I had paid for an MRI to diagnose his brain tumor and then had to pay for another CT to help coordinate his SRT. And it was just something, had I known, I probably would have just prioritized doing a CT first. So sure. any little tips that you would want to conclude with um, in terms of more efficient communication with a pet owner or tips to leave us with? Sure. I think the most important part of this whole thing is education and passing on of knowledge and it's really very, very important that we maintain very open lines of communication, whether it's with pet owners or whether it's with primary care vets or with specialists or whatever it is, because radiation is such a small field that many people just really don't know that these options exist and they don't know the ins and outs of every case and what we have to do to prep a case to go forward with anesthesia and what sort of advanced imaging that we need to do. Sometimes we need to do an MRI. Sometimes we don't need to do an MRI. Sometimes we need to do a CT scan with contrast and sometimes we don't need contrast. And these things are going to change on a case-by-case -case basis. So 
what I really try to encourage primary care vets to do and owners to do is to reach out to radiation oncologists, whatever radiation oncologist is closest to you, and talk about what options are available because that's going to be the most important thing going forward is making sure that everybody is on the same page and that you know what all your options are. And sometimes by talking things through, you may even realize that radiation therapy may not be the best option. You know, maybe it's better to send the dog to surgery or get a biopsy first or do a scope and, and something like that. So I, I think that, you know, just maintaining open lines of communication are the most important thing. So I would just encourage any primary care vets to just reach out to your local oncologist, try to get all the options so that way everybody can be on the same page and you can really make things more efficient that way. Awesome information. Thank you so much, Siobhan. I really appreciate you taking the time to do today's Vet Girl podcast. You're very welcome, Justine. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you.